the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Hey, call somebody, text somebody, tell them to tune in. Facebook Live, Randy Adams. kslr.com all over the United States. I've got listeners in Michigan, a bunch of listeners in Michigan and Colorado and Ohio and Pennsylvania. So tell other people. I've, I've got some good information that other people don't talk about. But let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you and I give you the praise and the glory for this day and every day for every listener that they will learn and grow and understand. They'll examine themselves, what they're doing and how they're purchasing and what they're thinking, that they will grow spiritually, physically, mentally, and and serving you, serving others, but having the joy that flows through them and goes to others. And I ask this all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to thank um, I want to thank KSLR. What a great job they do! Thank you, Shmaya. Thank you, Michael, uh, Baron, Barry, just all the people that work with me here on KSLR. I want to thank each and every one of you, and thank you, Facebook Live, uh, for coming on. I hope you enjoy the show today. We're going to talk about oppressed. Are you smarter than somebody on something? What about at your job? Do you do things? Does a mechanic know so much more than the customer? Does um, you know, just so many different things. Does a uh, computer programmer, uh, just anything in the computers? I don't know nothing about a computer. I can barely turn on my radio. I can barely turn on my phone. And about the time I, I learn how to operate my phone, guess what? I need a new one. And so I start all over. But, you know, somebody can take advantage of me in so many different areas. But I'm well trained in the car business. I've lived, breathed, and eat the car business all of my life. I remember I started when I was 14. Hello, Danny. I started when I was 14. I'm 70. I've been in it 56 years. I, I should have learned something by now, but it changes. I was listening to the RV show today. Awesome show. I love I love camping. I love getting out. Uh, I buy and sell motorhomes. I buy and sell campers. You know, I help people out. And I don't. There's some buyers out there that prey on the elderly. Pray on somebody in a misfortune. Pray on somebody that lost a loved one. And I don't need this camper. I'm not going to camp in anymore. I don't need this motorhome. Because why? And they and they they've trained themselves to beat these customers up and get the. I've seen some two hundred thousand dollar motorhome sell for a hundred thousand because these guys beat them up. They tell them. There's so much, you know, if a motorhome's seven years old, get ready to spend some money, Bubba. Helped a lady the other day, wanting a, a Class C. Told her what to do, what to expect, what was going on. We helped her get her bargain, and she's and she's prepared to spend a little money. She understands the deal. But being oppressed, think about being, have you ever been oppressed by somebody a lot stronger, smarter than you? Well, in the car business, the RV people were talking about how these people got ripped off by the F&I department. That happens every day at the car business, thousands and thousands of times every hour in this town. But nobody says nothing. Nobody gets fighting mad. Nobody understands what's really going on in the car business. And today, hey, and these motorhomes and these campers, they when you buy one of them, they make a lot of money, and then they really get to you in the F&I department because you're not mentally, physically, spiritually. Have you been oppressed? Are they stronger, smarter about what they're doing? You do this once, buying a camper, what is it, once every five years? And then you walk into these mega stores that takes million, two million a month open the door. They're sitting on, you know, 
fifty million dollars worth of inventory. They got to pay interest. They got to pay insurance. They got to pay people. They got to pay taxes. They got to pay toilet paper. They got to pay. It gets back to overhead. That's why I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I can step up because my overhead's low. And I sell a lot of cars, and I don't have to have them huge profits like everybody else. I want to be fair. I, I want to be able to sleep at night. But you know what? F&I is, is going through a big transition. Hello, Peggy and, and uh, Don Duffy. And so going through a big transition, and I think we're going to see a lot more digital computer instead of hey i was talking to some people the other day that the f and i the people in their department makes thirty forty thousand a month the f and i salesperson their part is thirty forty thousand used to be ten fifteen thousand but due to their training due to the money due to the cost of everything going up now these people are making more than fifteen, twenty thousand. Some of them are making as much as forty thousand a month. That's your money they're making, putting in their pocket. So if they're making that kind of money, and the uh, and the ORV people, what are they making? I don't know. It's probably a tremendous amount, also. But uh, have you ever been oppressed? That's somebody taking advantage of you. Somebody a lot smarter, a lot stronger. Uh, James 5, uh, 5 and 6 said, You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. Well, you know, that's uh, that's the big money in the car business. You know, these guys do well. But part of the reason they do well, yeah, y'all can give us a call. I forgot to mention the phone number here, 210-340-9585. That's 210 340 9585. Uh, there's no dumb questions. I won't embarrass you. Give me a call. You'll probably ask the question that another 100 people would like to answer, and they just feel nervous. Don't feel nervous about calling in. I understand the deal. But these people live in luxury. Why? Stop and think about this a minute. How much of your earned income is lost in the vehicle? Well, these guys, they got write offs. They make the right decisions. They get the right interest rate. They know. I had, I had a F and I guy call me on one of my radio shows, and he was a little when he first got on the show. He's a little upset with me, but I said okay. Uh, I knew him, and I've known him for thirty years. I said, "Is the uh, extended warranty negotiable?" Yes. I said, he said, well, I buy them for all of my cars. Yeah, but he buys them where they're not making any money. He saves that two, three, four grand that they make on that. So, yeah, he buys extended warranty, and I'd buy them at, at their price, too. I mean, they pay eight to 1500 for these extended warranties. I'd buy them, too, at that figure, not at $3,500, $4,500, And these lifetime warranties cost you 4500 plus you got to spend a lot of extra money at their store, and you've got to come in, and you've got to do it with them, and you're under their mercy, their control, and they're going to make you do things that you don't have to do. Well, that's part of the business, and we're going to see more and more of that lifetime because the car business is turning to service. They want to capture you. They want you in there every day. They want you where they can say you a new one. Or a used one, or convince you, hey, you're about to spend a lot of money. I've told you many stories about ladies and, and people going in, and older people going into these dealerships, and they tell them, you're about to spend five thousand more on this vehicle. You got a lot of issues down the road, and then they get the vehicle, they trade for it right because they're scared they're going to spend all this money. Oh man, they they warned me, they saved me all of this, and they put me in a brand new car. Then they take that car. And they run a 19-check inspection or 120 inspection, and they don't do nothing to it. Clean it up, stick it on a lot, and add three, 4000 to it. Oh, man, what a great deal the service department's doing. Well, that's what they're training them to do. You're next. You're in there. But they want to be able to say you something, keep you captured, know what's going on. I understand that, and that's the way the business is going. But I want you to understand I'm the referee. I don't want you to get clipped. I don't want you to get blindsided. I don't want somebody to be offsides on you. 
They're already super smart, super strong, doing this every day. And you wake up every three, four years and say, I'm going to go buy me a car or a truck. Oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Baloney, the business has already changed in three or four years. The, the tactics, the education, the, the system, you're behind times. I don't care if you knew what you were doing three, four years ago. It's changed again. I've got people who have retired out of the car business, and I'm talking about general managers, used car managers. I mean, guys that did it all and call me to get a new car, and I get you a new car delivered to your door where you don't have to fight the F&I department and get the best price. I just got several units for people, and they shopped the world and couldn't beat the price, plus they delivered it to their door. They had the paperwork they signed, they were gone. You know, the world's changing. Things are changing, but are you? Are you ready for all these changes in this world? These guys live in luxury. Why? Because they don't. They make the right decisions on their automobiles. They save that loss, big loss. And I'm talking about, I had a guy call me wanting to sell a vehicle. I said, well, I made an offer on it. And he said, that unit's only a year old and you hit it there. I said, well, did you take it to the dealership that you uh, bought it from? He said, yeah, and they hit it lower than you. He said, I just thought they were trying to rob me. I said, they're robbing you a little bit, but they got overhead. And every vehicle has a pack on it and an extra cost of what it takes for them to use. So, But they're living in luxury and self-indulgence. That's where they're taking advantage of the poor, taking advantage of everybody. And they're not, they're not making the bad decisions on their vehicle. When was your last good decision on a vehicle? Best kind of car is a paid-for car. I keep telling you, there's only two kinds of cars in this world, afford and can't afford. And, oh, man, you know what? It's miserable to get behind one of them you can't afford. The pressure, the stress, the worry on driving something you can't afford. And, hey, I've, I've had the big-time uh, auction people ask me, said, well, what's going on with the new car sales down? Rich people still got money. They're buying the high-dollar cars. But the average person, they're tired of buying this brand-new car, 36000 and it's worth 4000 5000 in four or five years. They understand they can't handle that. So what's going on in the business right now is that the people that used to buy new are, dro- are dropping down buying two-, three-year-old cars. Hey, the man that is the F&I man that called me the other night. He told me, he said, I buy one- and two-year-old cars. Let somebody else take the hit, get me extended warranty. My kids are in them. I'm in them. My wife's in them. I don't want to take that big hit. Of course, he's got advantage also. He's at that dealership when they trade for one and they steal one, and the new car dealer not smart enough to figure that out. But I like these credit unions and banks that sell your repos. We may get into that second half of the show because these banks and these and these credit unions, they can call you and tell you they want this money coming back their way that they lost on your vehicle. But half of them give the cars away. They don't know what they're doing. They're not car people. They're bankers. Bankers don't know what they're doing. I send bankers to buy new cars, and they still don't. I have to school them. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So they live in luxury. Why? Because they make so much money and they don't lose money on what they're driving. Self-indulgent, that's when they're, they're pride. And that's number one ingredient. That's what the big auction people tell you. Number one ingredient in the car business is pride. Hey, I know my pride was bigger than Dallas. I can tell you about it, Bubba. Hello, Roger and uh, Hector. So you live in, on earth in luxury and self-indulgent. Hey, that's satisfying desire and gratifying yourself. That's them car dealers. I know that. I was one of them. I can walk them shoes. You fatten yourselves in the day of slaughter. Day of slaughter? That's when they slaughter the customer, Bubba. Yeah. We made a lot of money on them. We got them convinced they're not going to have to spend no money in the next five years. And they, oh, I forgot to mention insurance and all this. Oh, man, the insurance is high, and then the value drops, and the insurance goes up, and our insurance guy tells us, he you better shop insurance. Remember, insurance.comparison.org. Insurance.comparison.org. Shop insurance. Hey, I'm convinced that you need to shop your agent every year because you get complacent. You get complacent and you don't shop, you don't worry, you don't see what you're spending, you trust these people. I tell you, 
If I had it all, all over to do again, I'd have been in the insurance business. That's the easiest business I know. I love you, Bubba. Give me the money. I'm not going to do nothing, especially now that our state and House of Representatives have killed us. I'm telling you, we vote these people in to take care of us. And what they do, they let these insurance companies turn it over. Where now, if you're in an accident, you got to fight the other insurance company. What am I paying my insurance agent for? He's supposed to, hey, other states, settle with me and go after the insurance company. But, oh, no, not in Texas. Hey, up there, if we got legislation, we got a bunch of dummies up there. They get to Travis County and they go brain dead. Yeah. And they let these uh, we got to fight the other insurance agents. I just had a good friend of mine. wasn't her fault at all. It was a battle for her, pure battle. And she wasn't at fault at all. They robbed her like normal. She had to fight the other insurance company. Living in luxury for the day of slaughter. Well, the insurance companies are living in the day of slaughter. Dealers are li- living in the day of slaughter. When they make them big, fat commissions off of F&I. Now, now, see, the RV people make big commissions on the front side. The car business has got a little competitive. There's only one There's only one line of, of manufacturers that's making any money, and you have to call me and we talk about that. I don't, don't talk it on the air. But the rest of them, the Internet's caused them to fight for that few dollars that they can make. So they got to make it up in service. they got to make it up in F&I. they got to steal your trade. They want every bit of that money they can make, and I don't blame them because it takes a million and a half to open up these dealerships every month. You think that owning these cars costs is free? Insurance. How do you like to pay insurance? How about workman's comp? How'd you like to pay that? How'd you like to pay to air condition these shops to keep the mechanics cool or warmed up where they'll be productive? So you you're living on the fatten you fatten yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered innocent men. James, 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 how can you write that 2,000 years ago and be so true today? You have condemned. That's putting us in debtor's prison forever. Yeah. Hello, David. And uh, they put you in debtor's prison forever, and they murdered innocent men. What about innocent women, too? I mean, they do it. Hey, I got news for you. You walk through that showroom floor, you're innocent. You can't handle what's going on. You're not smart enough. You're not. I'm sorry. I'm not downing you. It's just the training. It's just the education. It's the demand. It's the pressure. I got news for you. Here we are the second day of March. These dealerships are already behind. It takes 20, 25 days uh, of hard work to get them even. And then they got five to ten days of making the big profit. So it's a big push at the end. Here they got pushed from last from February the last few days, and that's a short month. Oh, man, they've worked them so hard. And then now we start all over. Hey, guys, we're behind. It's March 2nd. We're behind. we got to sell, sell, sell. Well, they, they don't want you to walk out the door. I've had so many people tell me that they walked out the door and on the way they looked like they had the Dallas Cowboys chasing them down. Everybody in the dealership was trying to stop them, not to let them get away. Hey, man, a man with money, a woman with money, they're in love with you because they know they can sell you one way or another. Home field advantage. I'm the referee. I'm trying to give you the even playing field to be fair on both sides. No, not like, and I love them, but anyway, New England Patriots, they find a way to cheat. These dealers are thinking ahead of the football people. They're even taking coaches that are successful in studying their system, studying their ways, studying their actions, and how they treat people, how they train people, what they do. And they're putting it in the car business. And they're all out trying to do each other, outsell each other, out make money at each other. And then when they go to the t- dealer group, and they go to the dealer group, and they lie about how much money they're making and what they're doing. So then all the other 19 uh, guys in the 20 group go home and beat up their F&I people, their used car manager and the new car sales manager. Those people are they are selling the same product we are, and they outsell us, out making the money, and we're not doing nothing, you know. Well, maybe they need to tell the truth a little more. But that's a little tough on car dealers telling the truth. Like I told you, it used to be 80% of the dealerships told the truth, and 20% didn't. Uh, well, now it's... 80% don't tell the truth, and 20% do. 
I know the good ones. I know the good, the bad, and the ugly. I deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly. I don't much deal much with the bad, the bad, and the ugly. But the good guys, I know them all. I deal with them. I enjoy them, and I help them. Hey, I bought four landscape units yesterday. Isuzu diesel landscape units and a big 550 Ford. So I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want to buy your vehicle. You need to know what it's worth. It, you paid for it. You need to know what it's worth. So go to learn to buy and sell cars dot com. Follow the easy process of describing your car. I want to buy your car. Or give me a call. I'm going to give you my mobile now. I'll give it on second half of the show. So get pen and paper. 830-708-4789. I'll give you that again. But I want to tell you, it's a free appraisal. I want to buy your car. You can either sell it to me, sell it to somebody else. Uh, one week I had six people bring cars to me and sold me cars, and most of them had tried to sell it on their own, and they'd give up. Tired of the scams, tired of the people with no money. Hey, I mean, the buy here, pay here guys, they're having difficulty getting more than a 1000 down. It's a tough world out there. Where do we have what's available? Name a living expense the last 20 years it's gone down. Insurance up, food's up, utilities up, water's up, rent's up, taxes are up, everything's up, but your wages did did it overcome that, those raises and all that? No. And if vehicles have gone up even worse than everything else in the world, <clears throat> I remember in 67 buying a brand-new Camaro for 2200 Go look at one today, Bubba. Whoo, mercy. They'll hit 30000 40000 in a heartbeat. Well, everything's gone up but not your wages. And these guys live in a, in a land of luxury because they don't lose the money on the bad decisions on what they drive, and they make plenty of money in the car business. Hey, I'm a blessed man. Um, I can tell you. And it says right here, you've condemned and murdered innocent men who are not opposing you. Not opposing you. How's that fit? Well, we walk in thinking these people are going to take care of us. We, you walk in thinking, oh, they love us. You walk in and say, well, I'm going to get the best deal. They advertise it on radio and TV. How great savings, how they want to give the most trade in. There's a guy, there's some people on the radio talking about, trade, trade, we give you the most on the trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had several people go down there and come back and sell me the car because they wouldn't give enough. They're overhead. Overhead's the key. My overhead's almost nothing compared to theirs. And that's why, and I live and eat and breathe the market. How can you use car managers, sit behind a desk, look at a computer, and know what cars are worth, what they should give, what they should do? They're in a little box. They're trapped. And so that's why you need to know what your vehicle's worth. But you wasn't opposing these people. No, you're in there looking for a friend. Somebody will take care of you. And they condemn you and they murder you. And you're innocent, and then you walk out, and about a year or two later, and then what amazes me is even though these people lay you away, you go back to them. Yeah, you hear the new advertisement, how if you hate your car, you hate your trade, you hate your payment, you hate what you owe, come on in, we're going to take care of you. Yeah, Bubba. Do I look like Santa Claus? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. That's what the salesperson supposed to look like. You think they're going to do that? Well, I got news for you. If you believe all these ads and everything that's going on, what the car dealers say, I won't say you land the part cheap. Oh, yeah, you think I got the deed, but that's all right. I'll just handwrite it out. You believe fairy tales? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh, okay. Well, that's the key. This You're in for a battle. You're in for a battle for, hey, and we keep score. We got a football game, remember? This is a football game, and we keep score with your money. And guess who wins all the time? Yeah, yeah. Guess who loses value? Yeah. Guess who pays the interest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess who wish they got rid of it when they paid three, four years, and they still owe 10000 too much? You know, we were talking about a car the other night. A guy called, and he said, my buddy can buy this car. It's a $148,000 window sticker, and he can buy it for 75000 with 7,000 miles. He's buying it for half price from new, and it's only got 7,000 miles. If that's what he wants, he needs to buy it. But now let me tell you something. That $75,000 car put 100,000 miles on it. Now it's worth fifteen grand. Can you handle a $60,000 loss and like it? 
can you handle it and really like it? You know, these people driving these high-dollar cars, I know of a Rolls-Royce guy bought for half a million. He told me, what's it going to be worth in four or five years? I said, 200000 I said, do you like losing three hundred grand?" Oh, well, he didn't like it, but he liked the showboat. Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Hey, text somebody. Facebook Live, Randy Adams, tune us in. Uh, hey, and this show will be on Freedom 1160 at 1 p.m. Tell your friends that missed it to listen to Freedom 1160 a.m. at 1 p.m. God bless you. For, uh, Facebook will be. Thanks to you, San Antonio and South Texas, 2017 was another successful year at North Park Toyota of San Antonio. Hi, this is Merle Gothard, General Manager of North Park Toyota of San Antonio. And you, too, can take advantage of our better bottom-line posted pricing on over 750 available new and pre-owned Toyotas. We research the market, and then we post our lowest price on every car, truck, and SUV every day. Then we back that price with sales and service excellence from the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's President's Award nine years in a row. No games, no gimmicks, just our better bottom line posted price. And remember, we don't mark them up just to mark them down. Our market-based posted pricing, the financing you deserve, and full market value for your trade-in, and our attention to customers' needs have made North Park Toyota a dealer that delivers. Come see how we deliver the North Park way at North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South Exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Hello, San Antonio. Thank you for tuning in to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Remember, this show is going to be on 1160 a.m., the Freedom, 11, uh, Freedom 1160 a.m., 1 p.m. today. If you miss it or you want to listen to it again or if you got somebody, tell them about it uh, so they'll have a chance. And I think it's Freedom1160.com. That way they can listen to it all over the country uh, and of course, Facebook Live will be on. They don't leave it on long anymore, but it'll be on. Tell your friends and neighbors, go to Facebook Live and, and watch it there. Uh, but we're, we're going to talk a little bit about James 5, and we're going to talk about the question I had come up last Saturday night on one of my shows. lady uh, bought a brand-new and 18 uh, Trex, little Chevrolet Trex, and it's a sport utility. Anyway, she bought it, and they had her convinced what a great deal it was, this, that, and the other. And anyway, she come across some hard times, couldn't pay for it. So a friend of hers called me and said, hey, uh, you tried to buy her car, and you offered 15000 She owed eighteen five. She didn't have any money to pay it off. She was behind on the payments. Finally, they repoed it, and they picked her up. And so she couldn't get it back. She didn't have the money. She's struggling. Um, I feel sorry for her. She had a paid-off car that she traded in. But, oh, no, these these salesmen know how to close you, talk to you, tell you you're going to spend a bunch of money on your car and now get you a new one so you don't. Well, she couldn't afford it. Times she had insurance on the deal. And sometimes these insurance companies, you got to watch out because the first six months is cheap. But after you renew after six months, they they bump the payment way up, the cost of the insurance way up. And I see that especially in sports cars. So her insurance went up. She couldn't handle the payment. She couldn't handle the insurance. Of course, they're going to repo it if you don't have insurance. So she's in a bind there also. So she loses the car. So now the credit union's calling her and saying, hey, uh, we sold your car for eleven grand. You owe seventy five hundred. They're harassing her about the seventy five hundred. So she's talking to her friend, and he said, "Well, I'll call in Randy Adams and ask him what's going on." I said, "Well, everybody's got a buddy. Number one, credit unions and banks are stupid when it comes to selling cars, selling repos. They hire." or they move into somebody in a position that no, does not know what to do about a car, what to get it ready, what not to get ready, what to spend money on. And then so many auctions and, and other people are involved, and so many people are paying on the table, and so many people got friends they sell to. I said they sold that to a friend of theirs for eleven grand. So I was going to make money from 15000 What's going to happen from 11000 
somebody's buddy made big money. Now, how many people are involved? How many people are on the take? See, these banks and these credit unions, they're lost. They don't know what they're doing. So they sell her car for eleven grand instead of the fifteen to sixteen, and the car should have brought at least fifteen five, maybe sixteen grand. She owed eighteen five. Now they're harassing her. I told them go pound sand, you know, and and they're going to harass her because you know they got that money coming, and that's part of their job. Hey, don't get mad at me. It's it's my job. I'm only doing my job. I'm supposed to call you. I'm supposed to ask for the money. Give us a call here. Open lines, 210-340-9585, 210-340-9585. And that same line is just like for salespeople. They're doing their job. They're doing what they're told. They're doing what the authority has told them. Their bosses, you want to keep your job, do it our way. You want to keep your job, make money. You want to keep our your job, even though we got a pack of two thousand dollars or twenty two hundred. A lot of dealers do. So, in other words, a pack. I've had so many people ask me, "What's the pack?" The pack is money that the dealership puts on every vehicle, and they they pack every vehicle, every one of them. So, if they trade for your car at two thousand, it's liable to have a thousand dollar pack. Now they got to get three thousand to make any money for the dealership because the owners swallow and it goes toward overhead that thousand dollars. And some of these dealerships, it gets certain height. It goes to over ten thousand. It goes to two thousand to twenty five hundred. So the salesman, if they sold that trade in for thirty five hundred, they get paid on five hundred profit, not the fifteen hundred. It really made the five hundred. So everything's got to pack. Everything's got to figure the money in. And so, just like these banks, they don't care. They want to write it off. They need to write off. They make so much money. They loaned out twenty and thirty to one. In other words, if they've got a hundred thousand dollar deposit. They can loan out two million, three million. How many? How many loans is that? Two hundred and two hundred times four percent, six percent. Well, let's try six percent. That's about what the average loan probably is. So that's twelve hundred percent they made on that hundred thousand dollars. Do you like making 1,200% on your money? And that's actually somebody else's money that they're paying 1%. Isn't that fun? And they're paying 1% on one loan. I've, I've got some CDs coming uh, due, and I had to put them up on a piece of property that I bought since I paid off. But they locked me in. You know how the banks are. They locked me in for five years. I bought a piece of property, stuck up some CDs, kind of pledged them against it, and they're coming in. Am I going to leave that in the bank? No, not at 1.5%. And they loan that money out. Let's just let's say it's $5,000. Each one of them are 5000 But 5000 they can loan out, you know, 50000 to, well, really, actually 100000 to 150000 so they make all that money on my 1.5%, and they make it 12%. That's, that's the name of the game. You know, that's the way it works. That's the way the government set it up. They want money flowing. They want to make loans. They want to, they want to keep you trapped in loans and in money, making payments. Yeah. So here's, here's this lady. They're harassing her. She don't have any money. She's just trying to survive, get by. Now they're harassing her for seventy five hundred on their mistake. Let me tell you something. Uh, I've seen some. This car business is money's their god, and I've seen credit unions sell to cousins because their names were different. Sell them super cheap. All kinds of deals. Money on the table. Guys who. Uh, used car managers that you ha- used to have to pay, and I didn't pay them, used to have to pay to buy the used cars. Now stop and think about that a minute. So you've got a used car manager on the take. And so he wants a 100 or two cash for a wholesaler to buy their car. Well, he's got to steal enough cars, steal your trade, get it cheap enough, so he can gather up a 100 or two cash, and then that wholesaler go wholesale the car and make money. Well, then it you know, here's two hundred cash. They don't. That that's not shown. They can't write that off. 
So they got it in their pocket, 200 here. Well, now the, the guy got to go make a thousand. So now he's got to steal enough cars. Used car manager's got to own enough cars to make up. What about mistakes? Let's, let's turn this around a little bit. Honest used car manager. Now he makes a mistake on a car. They miss something. These new cars, there's, these auctions have caused a monster. They, they want to sell a perfect used car, not a new car, a used car to their customer, which is the other dealers. And these other dealers' expectations have climbed so big, and they're expecting brand new cars that are 10 years old, 5 years old. So now, if a used car manager misses a little something, they can lose 500 to 5,000 to 10,000. Car been run over railroad tracks at 90 miles an hour. Things tore up underneath, but the top looks great. Well, they trade for that car. They get it in the service. They said, oh, man, it's got frame damage, structure damage, all kinds of damage. And now what's he going to do with it? They don't want to retail it. they got to wholesale it. So he sends it to the auction if it's a late-model car. He goes from a $20,000 car to a $10,000 car. Now they got to make up 10000 in the used car department to make the used car department. So guess who gets the Hey, walk on in here, Bubba. I need some help. I need. To, I got ten thousand dollar loss. I got five thousand. I got a bunch of one thousand dollar losses. I'm, you know, I had to make this deal because it's my double first cousin, and I had to make this deal because it's a manager's uh, ex wife and uh, all this other. So they're they're scrambling to make deals. So these car managers got. That's the most important job in the car business. New car sales managers, they all know what they can make. They get what they can make. If it makes money, if it makes sense, go. Used cars, the pressure's on them. Because let me tell you something. You can take the same car or truck, set it out in front of 10 car people, and you're liable to have 10 different prices. So, you know, this is a guessing game. Education helps a bunch. Living in the business helps a bunch. Understanding the business helps a bunch. But the, most of the time, these used car managers come in off the floor. Sell, they've been selling cars a month ago. Now they're a used car manager. The pressure's on. they got to get rid of them. they got to understand. You know, and a lot of guys can't buy the cheaper cars because they got a floor pad. Now, that wholesaler was in here that bought that car, paid the guy $200. he has got $300 uh, floor plan fee. That's 300 per car that he has to buy to use the license, use the money. So now we got 200 cash out. we got 300 in a in a draft fee. So now we're at 500 and 200 of its cash. Now $1,000 might bust me. And now we got to take it to the auction. And we sell it at the auction, and they get a big fee. And they rip us off in that direction. Fees are going up at most of these auctions every day. Man, you can just sit there and watch it. Talk about temperature rising. The fees are rising. So now the fees are up. This guy's got, well, now we need, we'll go back to the used car manager. I make no money on that last car. We need one winner. You know, I paid you on that one, this one. Well, I need to pay on this other one because I'm going to steal this one. Even better. So you, and guess who? You take the blunt of it. It's the used car business. I'm sorry. A fact, Jack, we got, you know, it, it, money's their God, you know, and I guarantee you. And we got, we got to eat. Hey, and don't get mad. It's only my job. I got to do it that way. Well, it's that's part of it. But we need to have an even playing field. You need to understand the business. You need to understand what's going on, and you need to understand that the car business. It's it's true. You you condemned, murdered innocent men, and they were not opposing you. Here, this person believed that you're an expert. You walked in there, and they, you're going to give us all the advertisement on radio and television. You're going to give us all the money, and we want your trade. Well, they really want the nice ones because they average about three grand profit on the nice used car trade-ins. Yeah, that's your money. That's, your, that's what you had coming. Remember, you bought it retail. You paid the retail price. But when you come back in, it's trade-in and wholesale, if you get that figure. But lots of times it's below wholesale and trade-in, so they can make up for the losses, sell it to their buddies, or overcome the fees at the auction. Yeah, there's fees, there's cleanup, there's pack. There's so much goes on on a trade-in. That's why I buy so many cars. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. Give me a call. I hope you got pen and paper. 830 708 Four seven, eight nine. That's eight three zero, seven zero eight, four seven 
888-3689. Give me a call or go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Describe your car. I'll make you an offer on the car. I'd love to talk to you. You got a problem? You got an issue? You need an answer? Give me a call on my mobile, 830-708-4789. But on the other side, run through it. If you don't understand the other side of how to buy, go to ftc.gov, clean your credit up, go to Bank Credit Union, talk to them. Indirect lending. We, we, I need to talk a little bit about indirect lending. That's when these big credit unions loan the money to the dealers at a super cheap rate, and they make money on your interest. Gentlemen, the other day, I think I mentioned it in a show or two behind, uh, they picked up 10 or 12%. On, on him buying a brand new car. But it, the indirect lending had a great rate, but he didn't ask the interest rate. People, you got to ask the interest rate. A lot of these big independent used car dealerships around, and they got big overhead, big, big overhead. And people don't ask the, the interest rate. They walk in there and they're paying 15 to 20% on a used car when they could get four or five. That's a big, big difference in your payment. I had a gentleman the other day bought one off the bubble, me, bubble gum machine. He got to looking. He was paying 18% interest, had a 760 score, had extended warranty that was huge. And so we got him refinanced, Got went to Randolph Brooks. I mean, Randolph Brooks loved him. Had a, another deal at my lot. We sold a diesel. Diesel guy went to his bank. Bank wanted to go 36 months on this Ford diesel that looked brand new. And so we sent them Randolph Brooks. Wham! A lot better interest rate, lot better relationship, lot better deal. Hey, leave that other line of credit open. I told him, I said, just leave your other line of credit open if you need to borrow the money from them. Now you're, you're dealing with Randolph Brooks, great people. I said, you need to check on extended warranty if you want to buy a warranty. And so there's so many different options. But we get complacent. How long will you simple one? Love your simple ways. That's the car business today. That's in Proverbs. How long will you simple ones love your simple ways? We get complacent. We like that person. They ripped us off. It cost us 5000 too much, but we're going to go back and buy another one from them. Isn't that wonderful? I just love it. Yeah. Yeah, you stay in debtor's prison. Son, my dad used to say, son, it's your own darn fault. A lot of problems that come on me, a lot of mistakes that come on me, it was a little old me. Especially when I was full of pride, greed, and keep. No, the Joneses tried to keep up with me. It's all in here. It's all in the thinking. It starts in the thought. You got to have it. I, I mentioned my dream car that a guy named Chuck Porter owns. And it was my dream car. I love this car. And I was building one at one time and got behind and not behind, but building, working on the car. Had an opportunity to sell it and walk off. Well, this car was going to be like that car. And it was my dream car. And actually, I was going to end up with more money in it than what this car would cost. And the thought in my mind is I got to have it. I said, you know, maybe I ought to pray about this little darling if I really need it. After prayer, the thought went away. The desire went away. The emotions went away. The feelings went away. I don't own the car today and don't have to have it. But, man, I love that car. You've lost that love and feeling. You ever lost the love and feeling on a brand-new car? You know, that new car that you, you, you're scared to park it at H-E-B so somebody put a ding on it so you park way in the back. By six months later, you park wherever. It don't matter. You've lost that love and feeling. Yeah. You know, you just like a baby you come home with, you know, you treat that first one so tender and, and comfortable and so careful. And then the second one, you slack off a little bit. And the third one, you just throw them in the bed and walk off. Well, that's the same way we, we do with these cars. We think for the moment, you know, that that. We make decisions today that don't pay off tomorrow. You know, and we're walking into these dealerships and we're thinking they're friends. It's a job. Hey, don't get mad at me. It's my job. I got a boss to answer to. You think that little salesman can make the decisions on buying a car? Bubba, you're wrong. That salesperson's got to get authority two or three times. Got to get okay from the used car manager, new car sales manager, the closer, 
Yeah, and they liable to call the owner. Who knows? They got, they got. You, there's a a chain of command, and you think that salesman's making all the decisions? Yeah, man. I tell you what, I got some property out in Arizona that's oceanfront. I'd like to sell you. Yeah, I don't have a deed, but that's all right. You can take my word for it. You take the car dealer's word for it. You take the advertising's word for it. You believe that. You believe all these things because you want somebody to prove that you can buy a new unit and have something nobody else in your family or on your block's got. You're looking for somebody to agree with you. Well, that's, sometimes that agreement will put you in debtor's prison. And then about three years later, you hate the car? You've lost that love and feeling? Well, why didn't you make that decision three years prior? Won't you make a decision today? You know, spiritual maturity, we all want to grow. We all want to know. We all want to have joy. We all want to feel right, love right, understand what's going on. And we want that that spiritual maturity to grow. But what choices are we making? Are we making the worldly choices? Are we making what God and the Holy Spirit? You know, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, maybe you have nothing saved. I don't know. But it's sure a lot of people are talking about it now. And I tell you what, the Holy Spirit stopped me from driving, buying my dream car like I really need it. You know, I own 150, 200 cars. What well, I need with another one, but it's my dream car. The feelings, the emotions, the desires. Yeah. Drive it once a month. Then shine on it and tune it up and keep the battery up and pay insurance on it and garage space. Yeah, well, that's why a lot of these guys, you know, they go to these big antique car auctions. They want to get on TV. They get that liquor going in because most of them got free bars. And, oh, man, they buy their dream car and they get sick of it. I bought lots of cars that came out of these big auctions at half price. Why? Because they let their emotions, their desires, their feelings. But you're the same way. You walk in, you see that shined up, smell good, 4 by 4 Mac Daddy diesel truck you got to have. Your brother-in-law don't have one. Your co-workers don't have one. You're ready to buy it. You ain't no problem. Let me have it for 75000 80000 Yeah! I don't care what it's worth in three, four years. Well, 130,000 miles. No! No! I don't care. Well, you need to care because let me tell you something. It's your hard-earned money after tax money. And you got to remember you don't have a team behind you. The car dealers do. And you fatten yourselves in the day of slaughter. Is that the day you buy the vehicle? You ever feel like you got slaughtered? You know, you don't feel it at the time because they know how to pump you up, get to feeling good, feel like you've really made the right decision. You feel so good you're going to show this car off. I got a guy called me. He said, man, you, you hit it the nail right on the head. He said, I jumped in that brand-new diesel truck, and I drove home, and I went through the, the neighborhood. He said, I made a loop around it. I want everybody to see it, you know. He said, I saw two other brand-new ones look like mine. I wasn't the only one in the neighborhood that had one. I said, well, but did, how much do you own yours? Did they have theirs paid for? Did they write a stroke a check? Could they pay cash for it, or did, or were they like you? You know, how much did you borrow? Well, I borrowed $60,000. Well, you had a lot down. Yeah, I had a lot down. I had a whole lot down. But there's taxes. How'd you like Taxes on 75000 is not cheap. No. You're talking about time you get out there, close to five grand. There's five grand that's gone. And then, the, and then he drove it off the lot. And I mean, I've got, I'm needing a 17 low miles uh, Ford diesel for a guy right now. He understands he can buy one 20,000 cheaper. Well, that's what he wants to do. He wants to save that 20,000. And he wants low miles, of course. And, and there's some out there that way. And we've had some. Whenever I need one, I can't find them. I need, I just bought a bunch of trucks. Like I say, I bought a bunch of stuff. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Bought a 56 Ford three quarter ton truck. Cool truck. Yeah. Guy passed away. His wife wanted to sell it. She was thrilled that I gave the money for the car, and I know what it's worth. And they've owned the car a long time, so they bought it when it was cheaper. Value went up. I gave her fair market for it. And she said, I'm praying that you make money on it. I said, well, me too. And so 
I've got all kind. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, we're about to get this truck. We're spending some money getting it running, and it's been sitting a long time, but it's a cool truck. So I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want your vehicle. Give me a call, 830-708-4789, or go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter what it is. I buy bad motors, wrecks, uh, bad transmission. Now, some junk's worth junk prices. you got to remember that. But late model wrecks, we buy a lot of those. Um, bought a diesel Ford with needing a 6.7. It was a 12, a real nice truck, but it needs a 6.7. If you got a 6.7 motor and you want to put it in a real nice truck, give me a call, 830-708-4789. This show is going to be on a Freedom 1160. Uh, probably going to have a little uh, Facebook about 3.30 or so. And then tonight at 9 o'clock, I'll have Facebook Live, Randy Adams. Have a little tip, what's going on. We don't have a show tonight. The Spurs knocked me out. But that's all right. I'll just talk to you all on Facebook Live. So go to Facebook Live about 9 o'clock, Randy Adams. We're going to talk about a little something. I mean, I, I pray about it. Whatever comes up, it'll be all right. Uh, it'll be a tip that you need to know, uh, maybe understand about yourself, about the dealer, the spiritual growth that you've got, what you're doing, what you have, who you're helping, something. Oppressed. Have you ever been oppressed? You know, that's been striking me, and I'm going to put it in my book, my second book. Oppressed. Have you ever been oppressed? Like I said, there's computer people that know what they're doing. I can barely turn a computer on. I can get around one a little bit. But they can take advantage of me because I don't know. Same way in the car business. A mechanic, they can take advantage of us. Why? Because we don't know. We don't know how long it's going to take to fix a car. Now, we can go on the Internet and research it or talk to uh, parts houses. We can do some research and find out. Well, just like the car business, you need to do some research, work on yourself, see what you're doing, and understand the business is tough. It's a, our God is money. Yeah. And it's your money we like the most. Yeah, come on in here and give us some of it. We're going to love you forever. Yeah, until you buy from somebody else. Then we'll badmouth you, make jokes about you. Ain't no telling what we'll say. Boy, they got a temper. Let me tell you something. Car people, temper is about two seconds. It can go from zero to 150 in two seconds. We love you one minute. We'll hate you the next minute. Well, God bless you. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. I love you, San Antonio. Forgive everybody. 99% of addictions are tied to forgiveness, unforgiveness, mother, father, or spouse. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.